we talk a lot about uh, Jace Medical on my show uh, over on uh, Blaze Media or here on Blaze Media as well because they do outstanding work. Um, you know, we recently lived through a period of time where medications that we used to give awards to and used to say were safe may or may not have been have come in handy during a pandemic, but you weren't often given that option. They were just taken off the table altogether and suddenly labeled as poisons or horse pastes. And that's where they came out first and foremost with the Jace case so that you have venerable antibiotics that are available to you just in case that should happen again. Well, now you can get a 12-month backup of your existing prescriptions as well with our friends at Jace Medical. Enter the code BECK at checkout for a discount on your order. When you go to jacemedical.com, that's J-A-S-E for jacemedical.com, discount code BECK at jacemedical.com. a lot happening in our culture today. Maybe more than we can ever remember at one point in time. But what if there's even more than meets the eye? We will discuss here on the Glenn Beck program next. When there is a new pillow from my pillow, my pillow 2.0, it's been perfected even more than it already has been. It has new cool technology. MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow and now has brand new exclusive fabric that's made with temperature regulating thread. MyPillow 2.0, it's the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. And no more flipping your pillow during the night. MyPillow 2.0, buy one. Get the second one free. Now, this is a limited time with promo code BECK. MyPillow 2.0, 100% made in America, comes with a 10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee, MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square. Get the buy one, get one free offer on the MyPillow 2.0. It's time to see for yourself how great this new pillow really is. Enter the promo code BECK, 800-966-3117, MyPillow.com. All right, back here on the Glenn Beck program. I am Steve Dace. He's Todd Erzin. He's Aaron McIntyre. We are usually on after Glenn Beck right here on Blaze TV, and we will be again today. That's right. You're getting five consecutive hours of the Steve Dace show here on Blaze TV. Those of you that are listening on hundreds of stations around the country, good news for you. You're only getting three. We figured um, you've suffered enough. Uh, and people pay us at Blaze TV to suffer accordingly. Uh, and <laughs> no mas, yes, no mas. And, and suffer they shall for five straight hours today here on Blaze TV. All right, the, the next four hours of me and Todd and Aaron, both on Glenn's show and then on our show, 
We are going to focus on what is going on spiritually in the culture today. And about eight years ago, I wrote a book uh, called A Nefarious Plot that I patterned after C.S. Lewis's The Screwtape Letters. And I kind of wanted to take it a step further from the temptation of individuals to the takedown of an entire country. And some of it I, I thought is, is things that might happen in the distant future. I thought were happening now. And, I, you know, reading the book now will literally scare the hell out of you because it's amazing how and sad, how prophetic it now is. And I got a call uh, a few months after the book came out, out of the blue, from a couple of guys, uh, a couple of charismatic Catholics named Carrie uh, Solomon and Chuck Councilman called me out of the blue one day and said, hey, we want to... We want to we want to buy the movie rights to your book. Our colleague Chris Jones heard you talking about it here on Glenn Beck Show, and we think it would make a a, a hella movie. And they were just about to begin working on the unplanned film, and this was their next movie. And then COVID hit, and little did we know that would just be the beginning of a myriad of challenges to bring this film uh, to the screen. Uh, Nefarious was in theaters. Uh, I think last week was the last week of its run. We lasted eight weeks in movie theaters across the country, despite incredible obstacles to even get the film made uh, and and distributed. It's now out on streaming around the country. Uh, yesterday we were. Top 10 on iTunes and, uh, and Apple. We were number three on Google and YouTube. Um, and then we were number nine, I think it was, on Vudu. So number one on Salem Now. So if you want to, you want to rent um, Nefarious, if you want to see it again or didn't get a chance to see it in theaters, it is available on those platforms right now. And our guest this hour has some experience with what we experienced making and distributing this film. In fact, he experienced some of it with us, as a matter of fact. But this is right up his alley in his area of expertise. And that's because he's the host of the Exorcist Files podcast that is available now. Father Carlos Martins is our guest. Father, it is a great to see you again. How are you, brother? I am great. Yeah, good, good to be with you, Steve. I want to start with kind of your background. You went from an atheist to an exorcist that i mean I, I i work in politics full-time brother and i've seen a lot of evolutions okay they happen quite frequently usually around the time we all vote yours is one of the most stark evolutions anyone will ever have you went from an atheist to on the front lines fighting evil spirits how does that happen well gosh i guess it was a a, a two-step process um you know, first of all, so I was an atheist. I, I didn't have an axe to grind against God or, or, or the church, uh, certainly not against Christian believers. However, I, what, what occurred was I was in college and I had an experience whereby I, I met a, a bunch of students and a small number of professors who were devout Christians, and they their witness, the, the peace that they exuded, the tranquility that I saw in them made me aware of how impoverished I was. And their character, their witness was, was powerfully attractive. And I, I just found myself hanging out with them more and more. Mm -hmm. Now, I thought they were wrong. You know, my <laughs> atheism was an intellectual conclusion based on reality the way I, I, I perceived it. You know, if God exists, why is, why is the world like this? Mm -hmm. um, but they invited me onto a retreat, and on that retreat, I had an experience of God. So I went into that retreat, in, an atheist, and I came out a believer. And what I did on that retreat, and, and I 
I felt, to be honest, completely foolish doing this. I, you know, I knelt down and and um, I I said to God, I said to the Lord, if if you exist, and I don't believe you do, but if you exist, please reveal yourself to me. And and if 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 you do, if you can give me the faith that I see in them, I will give you my life. And so, um, I I had an experience of God, I, and an experience that was so strong and so frankly startling that it it's just as startling for me today it's just as real it's just i mean that that experience was was timeless in the sense it it feels like it occurred 5 minutes ago hmm. uh, but it changed my life and so then i later on you know i finished my college studies i did two graduate degrees and then i sensed a call to the to the priesthood after that and it was in my Formation as a priest. Uh, it was actually the the year before I was ordained when I was when I was a deacon that I was put into exorcism ministry, and so I here I am. So this is a real thing, right? This is this is one of the largest radio audiences in the country right now, and and so there's going to be a lot of diversity of opinion on such things. This is real. This isn't just the stuff of movies. This goes on. Real demonic possession, oppression, persecution occurs. You've witnessed this firsthand. You were trained to confront this. What's that training like? Well, uh, there certainly is training for it. And, and, uh, but one of, the, one of the odd things, the quirky things about me is that I didn't have any training. <laughs> so what, what happened is I, I was assigned as my uh, first parish church after ordination as a deacon uh, I was assigned to an extraordinarily large church, and the exorcists of that archdiocese were stationed there. Uh, so I was I was a help to them uh, in the matters pertaining to running that church. Uh, and so, but they had so many cases of actual possession and oppression of persons that when something lesser would come in, for example, a house infestation, like haunting phenomena within a house or uh, some, some kind of object or an, an animal that uh, some diabolical influence is, is happening upon this animal like in, in a clear way. It's operating in a way that, that is occultish. Um, one in kind of a, a moment of exhaustion just uh, t- turned to me, and and when I, when a call came in for a house that was ex- exhibiting poltergeist phenomena, he just turned to me and said, "Deacon, go get rid of the devil." So I had zero training, but I knew I had an awareness that if the devil is in a place, he, he's there for a reason, and so my job is to find out what that reason is, and my job is to undo that reason, is mm. to help the victim the the relevant family uh, the people who are involved to close whatever door was opened and because as long as that door is open the devil has every right to be there and i don't have the ability to usurp a right from the devil but whoever gave him that right uh, that person or those persons certainly have that that right and that ability i think a lot of us are looking at the broader culture right now and looking at the conversations and debates we are having about first and fundamental things that no previous generation of Western civilization ever bothered to argue about, just everything else, but not these things, and are wondering if, if the enemy might have an opening in the broader culture. Before we get to, to that 
broader conversation. Let, let's keep it very specific on what you have seen on an individual basis. When you talk about openings, what do you mean? Right. So what happens is that the, the, where the devil exists or resides, if he's formed a relationship with you, with your home, then what what what's happened is he he there's a there's been a contract made where he has gained a certain right to be there. And as long as he possesses that right, he I can't evict him, nor can nor can really anyone else. Right. Just like I can't evict you out of your own home because you have a right to be there and mm -hmm. I don't have the right to kick you out. Therefore, but when people do something such as a grievous sin, uh, such as um, commit an act of of the occult, right, the use of a Ouija board, the Reagan playing with uh, Captain Howdy on the Ouija board in the in the exorcist is kind of the stuff you're talking about. Exactly. Okay. It, putting a curse on someone, mm -hmm. consulting a fortune teller or so forth, uh, then you've given the right to the devil to be part of you. You've given him the right to have a relationship with you. But it doesn't mean just that. I mean, the, the misuse of our sexuality, for example, like I'm, I'm thinking of one case, um, gentleman, he had a one night stand with somebody and his life was absolutely different after that. Uh, he was not in control of his own body and where he was normally free, he was no longer free. So a debilitating depression, um, uh, the, the parts of his body would act uh, in their own accord as if, as if they had someone else at the controls. Um, he thought he himself was nuts. And this is, this is the, the difference and the distinction between mental illness. So the vast majority of the cases, and I would say loosely about 65% of the people that come to an exorcist looking for exorcism ministry, uh, what they're really suffering from is mental illness, mm -hmm. right? So we employ uh, psychologists, psychiatrists, mental health professionals to, to give people an assessment whereby, okay, they're experiencing something that is distressing. Let's find the cause of that. And most of the time, two thirds of the time, roughly, it's mental health, right? So we refer those people to people that can help them. But in terms of the rest, you know, that the other third, there's something there that is evil, that is affecting them. It's not just in their minds. But ironically, when you have somebody with mental illness, the first thing they're going to say is, oh, I'm not crazy. I don't, I don't have a mental health problem. But the people who do have a genuine diabolical situation on their hands, they're the ones that will say, you know, I, Father, I think I'm just crazy because hmm. I did X, but it wasn't me that did it. But I know that I did it. Hmm. So they speak in contradictory terms, right? So when you, when you hear that, they're, what they're describing, they're formulating, hey, that there's someone else at the controls here. There's something else doing this. Um, I experienced myself doing it, but it wasn't me. I didn't want to do it, and yet I did it. And so then at that point, then you begin a diagnostic. You test to see, does reality correspond to what they're saying? I'm up against a break here. Really quick, though. How often in that other third, Father, is it just our own sinfulness? Is it someone that just needs discipled? Um, 
fruit of the spirit kind of stuff? How often is so it just vast, that? The vast, the vast majority. The vast majority. So sin gives rights to the devil, mm. right? So when you were conceived inside the mother, your mother's womb, when, when I was, we all belonged to the devil. Although we were a creation of God, the, the penalty for the sin of our first parent, Adam, uh, came to us. It befell us. At the moment we were created, we belonged to the enemy. And this is why we baptize. We baptize to remove the rights of the devil to that individual. So when we sin, we are giving those rights back to the devil. So he has every right to possess when there's a grievous sin. Uh, what, in, what in Catholicism we would call a mortal sin, a sin that is so grave that it, it evicts the presence of the Holy Spirit from within us, giving hmm. jurisdiction to the devil. This is the, the sin that has, that has uh, no life, uh, that has no ability to save our lives, which is described in, in Scripture. All right, when we come back, have we seen, has the Father seen an uptick in the kind of activity that he just described in, in recent years? And if so, what could that mean uh, for the broader culture? Back in 60 seconds. What I think you should do today if you're struggling, and I think most Americans are, if you own your own home and you have a lot of credit card debt, Please, will you just consider talking to the people at American Financing about taking out a consolidation loan? It may not be right for you, but explore this. That means you're going to get rid of the high interest credit card debt that's over 20 percent, 21, even 22 percent. That's insanity. Leverage the equity of your home while the equity is still high. Go to American Financing. Use that equity to pay off your debt. You'll pay in the sixes instead of the 20s that you're paying now. And you may be able to delay two mortgage payments and close in as fast as 10 days. That's going to save you money every time and give you a little bit of breathing room. So call American Financing, their salary-based mortgage consultants at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right, back here on the Glenn Beck program, and a, a lot of us, Steve Dace, by the way, filling in today for Glenn, a, a lot of us are looking at what's going on in the broader culture and sensing something more is happening. This is, this is more than a, than, a, than a culture war. And, and we agree uh, on this show, and we talk about, uh, on my normal show anyway, and I know Glenn agrees with a lot of this too. Um, I think, Todd, the first time you ever met Glenn, by the way, you had literally the first time you had met him, he comes up, introduces himself to you, right? Shakes your hand, then yes. turns to me and says, Hey, I think we might be close to Jesus coming back. Right. I mean, that was the first conversation. We sat with down you for like had. a 45 yes. minute talk of the end of days. <laughs> we discussed nice to meet you, Glenn. <laughs> that was the first conversation you ever had with Glenn Beck, by the way. So, I mean, these are themes that this audience will not be unfamiliar with. And certainly our show, if you listen, we even may be even more intent in going through these things, particularly because I, I have no other explanation for a lot of the things that, that, that are going on in the culture, other than what's happening in the unseen realm must be spilling out. Uh, in, into the natural world. Father Carlos Martins is the host of the Exorcist Files podcast. He is with us now. Um, Father, how many years have have you been on the front lines of, of spiritual warfare here? How many years have you been doing this? Uh, since 2008. So, gosh, it's been um, about 15 years now. How many full-fledged exorcisms have you been involved in? 
oh gosh, I wouldn't know, but it's been many, many, many dozens. Many dozens. Have you seen an uptick in either the frequency and or the potency in, in the last few years? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, steadily. Every, every year, more calls come in. Uh, and, and why is that? Well, a, a number of reasons, but the primary one is, you know, there's, there's the, the Christianity is just being abandoned. We're, we are no longer a Christian culture. Christendom has been eclipsed mm-hmm. in Western society. And so there, with this re-embrace of paganism, then what you, what you have is the devil running amok. And people are, through, through their actions, doing things that are just flat out and out evil, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what kids do in high school today, you couldn't have imagined 50 years ago. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, if we thought, gosh, if we thought the 70s and the 80s were bad, look at what's happening now in school. And you know, that the irony is, uh, in the early in the early centuries, during the time of the church fathers, right, the the, the nascent Christian church, one of the one of the causes for people's conversions is that Christian exorcists had such great success over demons, over spirits, over and above kind of the local witch doctor, the local mm-hmm. pagan witch doctor. That became that became a great apologetic for the Christian church, right? So we're we're entering into that again, whereby people are are you know they've tried everything, they've visited mental health professionals, they've received prescriptions for anti uh, for antidepressants and so forth. That's not fixing the problem, and so finally they're coming to an exorcist not because they have any kind of faith, but because they've exhausted everything else and they've been encouraged by friends like, hey, you've got nothing to lose, go see the go see the priest. I've got about a minute here. Have you ever lost? Well, you know, really, I'm 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 not one of the people battling. It it's it's Christ against the demon. Christ is the true exorcist, and and it, somebody like me, we're just an agent. Mm-hmm. So Christ never loses. He never loses. All right, we'll come so, back more with Father Carlos Martins here in a moment on the Glenn Beck program. Stay tuned. Looking for peace of mind when it comes to your car or your truck's performance? Look no further than Car Shield. I know that auto repairs can be a real headache. I have a couple of old trucks. They have scars on them, hard use. I rely on them to help me get the work done that's needed to maintain the farm and the ranch and get the cattle feed and all that. That's why I called Car Shield. I don't have to worry about the rising cost of car or truck repairs. Plus, I've locked in my price and it will never go up. Car Shield offers protection plans for every budget. They cover more parts than ever before. Whether your car has 5,000 or 150,000 miles on it, doesn't matter. They offer plans that come with roadside assistance 24-7, courtesy towing, rental car options, CarShield, dedicated to protecting what you drive. Get coverage like I did. Call CarShield today at 800-227-6100. Save 20% on your plan. Lock in your price and it'll never go up. 800-227-6100. CarShield.com slash Beck. Glenn Beck. Avoiding the woke mainstream messaging in favor of truth. More Glenn Beck in a moment. 
Steve Dace here, filling in for Glenn Beck this morning on the Glenn Beck Program. Back here with Father Carlos Martins from the Exorcist Files podcast, because he is an actual exorcist. And Father, forgive me, I asked a, a difficult question right before the break that was very loaded. Um, but a lot of, uh, so I want to reset it. A lot of what we get from what you are doing or spiritual warfare comes from movies, right? And sometimes in the movies, the bad guy wins, you know, in the, in the demon possession movie. So that's why I wanted to ask you the question, have you ever lost? And I thought you, you drew a very important distinction about what is, what is going on here in these confrontations. So I want to go back and let you kind of reset that answer. Cause I want to make sure everybody heard you clearly. Yeah, sure. So look, Christ never loses. He's the real exorcist. And the rest of us, we're just, with the title of exorcist, we're just his agents. So Christ never loses, it, but, but he picks the time of his victory. You know, I, I think, you know, biblically, when you, when you look at the most poignant confrontation that Christ has with a demoniac, which is at the scene at, at Gerasim, you know, the, the demon sees Christ coming at a distance and runs towards him and says, what have you to do with us? Have you come to destroy us before the appointed time? Right. So they know that that they're going to be utterly and completely defeated. The demons know this. And they also know that it's Christ that's going to do it. And so they there is a time that they're aware that this is going to take place. And so all of a sudden they see him coming and they're worried. Wait a minute. Have you changed the time on us? Have you moved up the date? Right. We beg you, do not torment us. Right. Christ is the strong man. He's the plunderer of the demonic kingdom. So he doesn't lose. The, the, the devil has already made a confession of loss. Right. He's already preempted hmm. his defeat with, with his speech, so to speak, to the Lord. So Christ doesn't lose. Now, myself or or any agent of god trying to pray and, and and loosen somebody from a grip of the devil can we can we be inadequate to the job sure we can sure but at the end of the day even that isn't a hindrance to christ christ himself doesn't need us to liberate somebody or we can be very very imperfect very you know making mistakes and he can still win the day it, it's really up to god that brings us full circle to something you said earlier and and we depicted a version of this in our movie nefarious and the demon says that there needs to be a series of yeses that possession is a process um he describes really almost a, a covenantal form of a relationship kind of a a reverse conversion uh if you will uh, and in, in terms of a different, uh, an, a, you know, an aberrant spiritual relationship that proceeds in degrees, almost a reverse sanctification process uh, right. within a conversion. And and you were making the point that you are the, the because we are living in a post-Christian era now. We are for the first time in the West in a post-Christian. There was the pre-Christian West, and there was the Christian West, and now we have the post-Christian West. That, that now, I mean, some, you're going to say yes to something spiritually, right? So, you know, um, not to be an evangelical and go all, go all August, uh, Augustinian here, but you're going to say yes to the city of, of God or the city of man. You're going to belong to one of these kingdoms. And, and so I, if, you're, if you don't say yes to the, the kingdom of God, then you're going to belong to the other to some varying degree. And, and, and because we are living in a post-Christian society, um, we are now not just adopting pagan or godless ideals we're inhabiting them 
And this is, and they're inhabiting us. And this is coming out in what we are seeing in this wrestling for these fundamental definitions and foundations of society that used to transcend politics, and now they are the substance of it. Right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, so things that that are are evil when we don't have a Christian worldview, when we don't have grace within us, when we don't view reality through the lens of God, things that are evil appear good to us, and and we embrace them. And, you know, somebody, you know, here's a fine example. You know, somebody who I think is an absolute utter genius, who who I just, I admire his, his thinking in so many ways, and that's Elon Musk. You know, he's created an industry that is now changing the automobile industry. But he's done more than that. He, you know, he's embraced technology and he's pushed so many. He's he's just redefined uh, the the technological and scientific realm of what is achievable. And when you hear him talking about just different things, even outside his 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 industries, you know, when you hear him talk about free speech and his desire, his, his purchase of Twitter in order to ensure free speech, because he's aware that a free society that a moral society has to have free speech mm-hmm. to buttress that. And so, I mean, all of the, it, it, just his natural intelligence and his natural desire to be good, that a, a, a person who is good is going to be moral. And to be moral, you need intelligence. To have intelligence, you need the free exchange of ideas. I mean, he's just, he's, he's discovered this on his own, so to speak. However, even he, you know, his company, Tesla, will pay for their employees to go out of state and get, and get an abortion if they need it. So here you have somebody who, in terms of natural intelligence, is is on cutting edge. But without the light of Christ, without that grace to inform your conscience that, wait a second, what you're doing here is you're paying for people to go kill their babies. That this is the difference that a Christian faith makes. It informs your intellect that when when somebody is in the realm of faith, when they've embraced Christ, Christ informs your intellect and is operative there and, and gives you a lens by which to view the world so that even a natural intellect that is superlative is inadequate to keep somebody from mm. committing evil in this life. I've got about five more minutes with you, and I I would be remiss if I didn't ask a couple of questions that I know the audience um, is curious about. Number one, have you ever been scared? The stuff that we see in movies, you know, wall walking, heads turning, projectile vomiting, is that real? Have you ever witnessed stuff like that? Sure, and levitation and so forth and being struck, you know, being hit violently. I mean, I I had uh, on one occasion, my skull was hit so hard, I needed two surgeries to repair it. Wow. Um, But, and I'm asked this question a lot, and and I'll I'll give you a truthful answer. The truthful answer is no, uh, I've never been scared. Uh, Now, I've I've never been scared because I know what fear is. Fear is living apart from God. So as Mm. a convert from atheism, I know what it's like to not have Christ. And once, when I had Christ, when he came to me, when when he gave me belief, you know, nothing, there is nothing that can keep me from him. So the, 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 the devil doing his tricks, the devil displaying his, his power, 
which is a very limited power. The, the devil, if he had the power to control me, to, to defeat me, to kill me, to annihilate me, he would have done so. But he doesn't have that power. So in the end, I, there's no parlor, trip, parlor trick that, that would make me afraid of him. My fear is offending Christ. My fear is being distant from Christ. That's what fear is. Mm. Finally, I teased this earlier. You personally witnessed some of uh, the antics, um, obstacles uh, that we had to put up with for several years to, to get nefarious made, to get it distributed. Um, and you came to our premiere in Dallas, uh, and uh, it was great to have you there. And of course, because it's the movie Nefarious, we were having technical difficulties. And literally not a day went by that there was not some form of technical difficulty somewhere involving this film for like three years. Uh, you experienced some of this firsthand. Can you tell our audience that story? Sure, yeah. So, you know, the the... At the premiere, the, the day before, they were conducting interviews of various persons. And myself, I wasn't directly involved in the in the making of the movie. But when I was sent a screener, I saw it and I thought, you know what? Gosh, this is just so well done. This depicts so well the mind of the devil and, and what he's about that that I promoted it. I, I thought the movie was something that it was really worth seeing. So in, in as a thanks, um, Chuck and Carrie, the, the, the writers of the movie, producers, they had me uh, come to the premiere and I was part, they, they asked if I'd be willing to give an interview during that session the day before the premiere. And so I did and that interview lasted a little bit over an hour and then I walked away, I, I went, met a friend, went out for a walk and I my phone was still turned off from that interview and I, I didn't realize it. About two and a half hours after the interview was done, I looked, I, I turned on my phone and gosh, there was just a plethora of text messages. Uh, the, so the first one saying, Father, you know, our apologies. Um, half of your interview didn't record. The other half, the files are, have been corrupted and we can't open them. Um, a couple minutes later, okay, our, our recording equipment isn't responding. Not sure what's going on here. Would you be able to come back so we can redo this? Next message. Okay, now the lights are flickering on and off and we're hearing noises coming <laughs> from uh, the area of the room where the couches are. Can you please come here and do prayers? So uh, I took a, a taxi back to the hotel and, uh, you know, we, we have in the Catholic Church, we have a, a ritual, a procedure for such a thing. Uh, we have a set of prayers that we do for a place that where the devil is, is displaying his power. So it involves... Uh, the use of holy water. So I made holy water in, in my hotel room and I walked down the hall uh, to, the, to that that makeshift studio. And so I stood in the center of where all of the manifestations were occurring. And I stood with my back uh, to the window of the room. So we're up on the fifth floor. So behind me is just the window and then a five-story drop down onto the ground. And I started the prayers. And, and just maybe one or two sentences into them, I could hear immediately behind me behind my behind my right ear the a chanting uh, i and i couldn't make out the words i couldn't tell you what language it was but there was nobody behind me and it was not something i was hearing through the window it sounded like uh, the, the sound was being produced uh, five inches from me five inches five inches from my ear uh, so i i just continued and there's a line within that prayer within that exorcism of a place that towards the end and the line is bow down of course you're addressing the demons here 
bow down to the holy and terrible name of Jesus. Terrible, of course, for the demons. Everything stopped. Uh, so no more diabolical phenomena, no more lights flashing, hmm. no more non-responsive equipment. Everything came to an end. And so I, I said to Carrie and Chuck, I said, look, your, your premiere is tomorrow. You're occupying three theaters. Why don't we just preempt things and have me go and do the same thing in the theater? Uh, and so that's exactly what we did before the movie played. And uh, the event, as you saw, as yeah. you witnessed, yeah. it happened hitch free. Yep. In fact, I came in for my interview right after right after all this and everything worked perfectly fine. So yeah. it's great to see you again, brother. Thank you very much for joining us and uh, giving us so much of your time. Appreciate you. Absolutely. My pleasure. That is Father Carlos Martins. Uh, we'll take a quick break, come back and have some thoughts on the conversation you just heard here in a moment. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. Ever since he tried the Rough Greens for the first time, my dog, Uno, has changed. He's a completely different dog. I hear from people all the time in the audience. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of letters have come in who have had the same experience with their dog. They've heard me talk about Rough Greens on the show. They get some for themselves. And as soon as they sprinkle it on the dog's food, the dog literally wolfs it down. And it's really good for him. It's not a dog food. It's just chock full of vitamins and minerals and probiotics and omega oils that you sprinkle. Your dog needs these things to be healthy. My dog was easy. From the first time he tried Rough Greens, Uno was in love. Some dogs take a little bit to get used to the new flavor, though. Dr. Dennis Black, the inventor of Rough Greens, was on the phone with me last week. He doesn't want that to be a reason for you not to try. So right now, he's got a special gift available. You can get a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog just to try out. All you pay is shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN33. Put it on your dog's food and begin to watch your dog become healthier. Steve Dace here filling in for Glenn Beck on the Glenn Beck program. I want to thank Father Carlos Martins from the Exorcist Files podcast for joining us this hour. And I, I mentioned uh, to Father Carlos that we have I can't, years of issues making the, this movie nefarious that's available now, uh, streaming now on uh, iTunes, Apple, Google, YouTube, uh, Voodoo, Dish, and Salem Now. So if you want to see the movie and you didn't get a chance to in theaters, you want to see it again, now's your, now's your chance. Uh, just Just... After the premiere that Father Carlos was at, uh, I went into the hospital uh, with a deadly MRSA bacterial infection that they had to painfully carve out of my armpit. I then went back into the hospital a week later because I had severe allergic reactions to the antibiotics I had to take to kill said infection. One of our producers, uh, Chris Jones, was loading his son Judah into the backseat of his car in a parking lot. And out of nowhere in this parking lot, a car came by and nearly totaled uh, his car, uh, nearly killed him and his son, uh, tore the back door off of the car. And a day later, one of our other producers, John Sullivan, his car, I think it was parked in front of his home uh, and was totaled by a nursing student in the middle, in early in the morning, who had fallen asleep at the wheel. These things all went down, all went down right around the release of our film in a span of two weeks. And that, 
those are that's just a, a, a sampling of what went on uh, during and still goes on uh, during the making distribution uh, of this of this film. What you guys think of the conversation we had with uh, Father Father Martins? That man knows how to keep it real, uh, Steve. In having me be on the show as a Catholic and always talking about how the importance if you're going to have differences with Catholics, be about uh, have differences with what they actually believe and not what you think they believe. If you need to start somewhere, start with Father Martin's because the beginning of the creed when we at Easter when we welcome people into the church, we start we, we don't just recite it but we we respond to it. And the first things we do: Do you reject Satan? Yes, and all his works. Yes. If you have questions about the Catholic faith, go start with Father Martins because the man keeps it real. What'd you think, Aaron? I just thought the the conversation about sin specifically was was fascinating. Mm-hmm. We as believers have power over because of the, the Holy Spirit, but the consequences of sin can be terrifying. And you're seeing that play itself out in the broader culture. That's the conversation we'll have with Stephen Strang of Charisma Magazine when we come back here on the Glenn Beck program. Stay tuned. program.